Welcome to Tenant Men. Welcome to Tenet Men. I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movements. I am on the red team moving forward through the film. Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse. How are you, Kevin? I'm good. <laughs> Good a little inverted this morning. Uh, yeah, I'd, ex- <laughs> I'd expect nothing less or or more. Uh, we had I, think, a great... I think you're often shocked that I'm as <laughs> sober as I am. <laughs> well, it is like 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd expect you to be three deep by now. <laughs> yeah. To fight off the previous evening's hangover. <laughs> yeah, you're constantly fighting with your inverted self. The uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's just jump into it. We had a great week last week. We uh, we we did the kitchen fight scene. Um, we're gonna finish the kitchen fight scene and 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 get going to the next. Like this movie just doesn't stop. There's uh there's no rest, I tell you. because uh, we're we're hop- we're hopping right into the next heist. Um one one fun thing I want to note from my minute last week. Um if you remember at the end of my minute, the protagonist kicks the the final goon down the down the exit stairs of the restaurant mm-hmm. and he like flies through some garbage. And I'm like, like, did they really just pile garbage on the stairs? Because like, how else does that happen? And then like, Cat exited those stairs. Did she walk around the garbage? So I went back. Or, okay. Was he? Was he like, okay, on the way out, I'm gonna grab these bags. <laughs> like, I'm gonna help out. I know we made a mess, and the staff is really mad at us, and they're not gonna let us walk through the kitchen next time. <laughs> well, so I just, well, the, yeah. I mean, the you know, Lurch is never allowed at this restaurant again. Um, also, who paid the bill? Beside the point. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I went back a minute to when Cat is exiting, and there is like you can sort of see there's garbage piled up on these stairs, which just sounds like a terrible idea. Who's piling garbage on stairs? Anyway, just some a, some lazy busboy who has a yeah <laughs> has a sense for, has a sense that there will be a dramatic fight scene later. <laughs> I'm not walking this all the way to the curb. I'm just gonna leave it on the on the stairs. I remember uh, when a repo came here with that lady. <laughs> <laughs> something, something's gonna go down later um a repo what a throwback to Thomas Arepo. two and a half minutes ago um but yeah anyway yeah, what's that one of the one of the un, unseen heroes of this film what, what i was thinking was a repo a tenant agent maybe nope no, no just he's just an innocent bystander, just a deadbeat artist who <laughs> wanted to bang Cat and probably died. Well, we assume who, he's dead. Well, who wouldn't? I mean, um, <laughs> can't blame him for that. That six foot <laughs> goddess. 
I, I like the idea that like maybe she had there was other protagonists that kept coming along from Tenet and and <laughs> and our our protagonist is the only one who kind of like figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I I like that actually. Yeah, the rest of them are dead. <laughs> that would also make a great sequel. Yeah, <laughs> all <just> the other. <laughs> All right, well, we are in, or I am in, Red Team. I got the color right. Red Team, (laughs) we are in Minute Marker (laughs) 3321. Um, And we picked up where we left off. The driver says, and he gets what he wants. Cat wants the driver to to get going. And the driver says he gets what he wants, alluding to we get to, we have to wait and see our protagonist all beat up and bloody. Uh, And then... Immediately, we see Cat look over, and the protagonist is walking down the stairs. He buttons his suit. He looks around because he's all badass like that. He sees the car, and then the driver very quickly puts the car in gear and starts driving away. Cat says, "Not always, apparently." Ooh. Uh, yeah, the protagonist's yeah. most like James Bond <laughs> move yes. is like adjusting the suit after a fight scene, <laughs> just like up. Oh. Yeah, I'm still looking good. <laughs> He's yeah. like, hey, you know, Crosby's right. The suit really does make the man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's the gentlemanly thing to do is to to button the suit when you're when you're not seated. So yeah, it's, like, it's the most expensive suit I've ever owned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not Brooks Brothers. No, no, not that pleb stuff. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that, and also her line goes to the fact that maybe she's maybe other protagonists have tried to help her out before, but none have been this capable. <laughs> maybe, yeah, that's also true. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly not a repo. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so the driver starts driving away. The protagonist watches the car. She watches the protagonist. It's you know this whole big thing. Uh, that's that's actually seventeen seconds. We're 17 seconds into my minute already. Um, okay. Before the scene cuts to the next scene, actually, we hear the dialogue over um, the protagonist just standing there in the street, which is a nice little editing technique that folks like to use sometimes. But anyway, it's Max. Uh, and he says, Anna says, we're going to Pompeii and see lava. I believe uh, it's then, called the J cut for those in the industry. Ooh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> classic J cut. Um, <clears throat> and then after the line, then we cut to. That's a great line. Hold on. Because... It is, we're going to talk about that. We're going to, okay, we're, okay, we are, okay. we're going to talk about that. Um, so yeah. And see lava. Now we cut to cat and max in front of the school. Um, Pompeii. Right. That's oh, not, so that is that's where not, Yeah, that's not an accident, right? Yeah, that's where the tenant square comes from, which is where the names Arepo, all the stupid names in this movie. <laughs> also uh, also just like Pompeii, like a civilization like frozen in time. Oh, yeah. So okay, so the tenant square was found in Pompeii, right? I did not know I I actually don't don't think so. I thought it was uh oh. Greek. And Pompeii is Italian, if I'm not mistaken. I might be mistaken. Let's do some live research because everyone likes. Hey, I'm doing. Oh, hold on. This it's called the Seder Square. It's where these names come from because it's a a five by five um, square tablet with uh, five letter words going all the way down it in rows of five, 
in the center and in the middle is tenant, the word tenant, and then all these other words uh, fill it out. Earliest example right. of the square it's... comes to, okay, no, the earliest example of the square. So there's many squares, tenant squares. The earliest examples of squares dates from the ruins of Pompeii, but some scholars believe it might have ancient Greek, Jewish, or I don't even know this word, metheric uh, origins. Uh, metherism, metheric uh, mysteries, the cult of the metheros was a Roman mystery religion. Oh, okay. So mystery religion. Uh, it's actually, uh, that's the religion I practice. So, so it does have um, a, a connection to Pompeii. I was pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. So there's that too. So I think there's there's like two little connections then. The Seder Square potentially having its historical roots in Pompeii. But then all, I think there's also something to just like that society or that civilization, right, being wiped out. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe Maybe I'm reaching. Yeah, there's something really interesting. The word tenet is uh, like palindromed into this square because it reads in the center going down and then it reads from left to right in the middle and right to left tenet and the other words in it. I'm just going to read if I was reading it as if I was a, a an Eastern person reading from left to right. It says the words Seder. The next word going down is a repo. The word across the middle is tenet, opera. And uh, rotus is the last word on the bottom. Just to it's like explain. It's like, it's like alphabetical Sudoku. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Palindromatic. <laughs> Palindromatic Sudoku. I don't know. It's like uh, a wordle. It's not wordle. It's not wordle. It's the first wordle. It's the first wordle. Um. Y'all should Wikipedia the Seder Square. It is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Pompeii. So I, I feel like there's a little bit more some symbolism there, even maybe beyond the Seder Square. Um, but anyway, so Kat says, we will. We will all go together. I'll be there too. Um, and there's some skepticism on both sides. Like, no, you yeah. won't. No, no, you're not allowed. Daddy says no. Um, she gives Max a kiss. He gets into a Range Rover and he uh, drives away. As the Range Rover is driving away, she pulls a cell phone out of her purse. She starts dialing and then the ringing can be heard right behind her. And then the protagonist appears. Now, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's cool. <laughs> That's creepy, but it gets creepier because his first line is, he's a cute kid. (laughs) First of all, this is a great move. This is a great use of inverted technology. If he's (laughs) figured out when she's actually going to call and just decided, I'm just going to be right behind her. (laughs) But like, or is he just always right behind her until she calls? Like there's a lot, there's a, he doesn't have access to a turnstile. So this is just pure creepiness. Oh, that's right. He doesn't right now. Like, so this is not. <laughs> no, no. He's just been stalking her, waiting for her to yeah, call just, with like this... his volume on full blast. Like, what if someone else called? <laughs> would like give him away. <laughs> Neil calls. <laughs> hey, buddy. Remember when we reversed bungee jumps? That was pretty cool. I just wanted to say hi. <laughs> I just wanted to miss you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Who else does this guy have in his life? <laughs> um, but yeah, this is like it all happens very fast, so it like it looks really slick. But when you stop and think about it, uh, this is pure creepiness. It is, but also it's an example of how this movie has zero time to explain how characters get from point A to point B. Exactly, exactly. We're not going to worry about any context at all. But yeah, I, I did assume, I was like, oh, cool, he must have like gotten it in the future and known. But I had completely forgotten that he doesn't have inverted technology yeah. right now at this point. Yeah, maybe a little <laughs> foreshadowing because later in the movie he will go back there it's the same move he's going to pull at the end. Right. Except he has the knowledge this time. He's got the, the posterity. And he's got the technology where he can go hit a turnstile and go back into the. But exactly. At, in this point, he has to do it analog style. He has to actually stalk her. <laughs> the old fashioned way. <laughs> Imagine like it's been like four months since that, that restaurant night, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's been following her for. <laughs> He's sitting outside of a hot yoga. <laughs> so he's a cute kid, he says. After stalking her for however long he opens with, he's a cute kid. And she uh, you know, she just goes she just goes with it. And she says he's everything. And uh that's the beginning of their 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 hellos and the protagonist just gets right down to business. Where's the drawing? <laughs> she says, Oslo at the airport. He says, the airport? <laughs> uh, and she says, do you know what a free port is? Now we're at 34.19. There's two seconds left in my minute. Uh, but we break. Now we've got a video or the video breaks to a car driving in an airport. And the heist music starts up, which is exciting. Oh, yeah. I love a good heist. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> You just know some shit's about to go down. Uh, and then the protagonist answers the question, do you know what a Freeport is, uh, over the, the new break in the video. So is this a J-cut? This is not a J-cut. This is something else entirely. Yeah, there's an L-cut and a J-cut, basically. All right. Um, uh, I, and I, I don't know. I'm not having the best morning, but I forget which one's which. <laughs> uh, so we, the protagonist says a storage facility that was acquired a storage facility for art that was acquired and then cat finishes the sentence. It's like chill lady, uh, but was not yet taxed. Um, and that's the end of it. Like, we actually spill over two seconds into my next minute, but I wanted to finish that line because okay. cats, cats a little aggressive on, on finishing his sentence. <laughs> Just feel like that needed to be called out today. Called out. Uh, speaking of like, yeah, you know, I, like, I think last episode we talked about how, like sometimes I'll be in a, like a grocery store and I'll be like, oh, the produce aisle would be a good place to have a like little action fight scene or something. Um, <laughs> I, I imagine Christopher Nolan was in a Freeport and be like, this would be a great setting for a heist. <laughs> How much art does Christopher Nolan have that uh, he doesn't want taxed, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know if it, I imagine he does because he is a wealthy man, but <laughs> um. I think he's more interested in like the the exuberance of his uh, fellow rich people. <laughs> yeah, well, I think yeah, I think so too. I do think so. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I was gonna I was gonna say something and now I forgot. Because I I could probably write an entire movie just called Freeport Heist, and it, I can get it approved on Netflix pretty easily, <laughs> and then it would be terrible. That's our. That's our next podcast. Yeah. Freeport heist. Freeport heist. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm putting that in my notes app. I'm going to start writing that now. <laughs> I'm already there's a double cross. <laughs> there's a there's a ragtag group. Yeah, it writes itself. <laughs> At one point, do we see uh, like the protagonist fighting himself invertedly, <laughs> like happening <laughs> off to the side? And and our and in our in our movie, where we're just like, hey, what is that? Hey, I'm not a hack. Uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> Mel Brooks would do that. I'm already, yeah. Um. Okay. Anyway, that's the end of my minute. Blue team, oh. you're up. Oh Christ! Um, all right. <laughs> Where are we? Uh, I'm inverted. Da, 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 da. Let's see. One hour, uh, fifty minutes, twenty-one seconds. That's me. Okay. So we ended my last minute uh, going into a conversation with Cat Neil uh, and the protagonist on the. Um, uh, the icebreaker ship that has the turnstile in it and the Ives crew. Um, now we're jumping into a, the end of the conversation between Priya and the protagonist, which actually this is going to answer some questions when I was uh, rewatching it. Um, I never really focused too much on this conversation, but this kind of sets up a lot of the overarching plot and, that explains um, Priya's existence in this uh, universe so we're jumping in at the end like we have to do when you're on the blue team um so they they're talking about cat and the protagonist um had just said something about um how he's going to use her to get to satyr um and that he wants to ensure that she's going to survive i'll leave it at that and the protagonist, so the protagonist starts on this line. If you don't have the authority, talk to who's ever in charge of loose ends. I need your word that she and her son will be safe. Right? Priya, and in the, in the script it says, um, Priya, frustrated, says, What good is someone's word in our line of business? This and then she just goes, oh, oh yes. I was gonna say, this is, uh, this is uh, plot important dialogue here. Kind of, yeah. Because it, it, I think it separates the difference between if Priya and the protagonist both have the same end goal, this is their dividing line. Yes. Is where he is begging Priya saying, you need to keep her safe. She's important. Or, you know, her life is important to the future of humanity and Priya saying basically, no, only, only the algorithm is important. Um, you know, and he, you know, and in this line, he says, talk to who's ever in charge of loose ends. Like who runs this fucking thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> and it comes, that direct line comes back in the end. He's like, Oh, I, I decided I'm in charge of loose ends. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what good is somebody's word in our line of business? Which is, uh, this is, this is where they're going to differ, even though they both have the same goal. Then she just jumps right into um, telling him what's going to, setting up the third act. Um, So after she says, what good is someone's word in our line of business? She just goes, they'll be safe. There's a rallying point off the shore of a Trollenheim. I'm guessing that sounds like a Scandinavian place. 
uh, get yourself up there, wherever up there is or wherever the fuck they are right now. Uh, like they're like walking away from like a memorial or something like a funeral. Yeah, I was wondering. No, it looks like a tourist site or something, right? Like a I don't know, actually. Yeah, they're dressed like they're both kind of like dressed up and walking through something. So I'll, I'll have to dive into where they are exactly. I reading the script backwards. I don't have this the, the, the site <laughs> you're, setting. You're missing some context here. Yeah, exactly. You can't go back and look now because the minute hasn't started. That minute hasn't started yet. Exactly. I have to. Yeah, that's what's, the what's happened. Part what's happened happened, and what hasn't happened hasn't happened. <laughs> I'm trying my best to keep together, and you're throwing, <laughs> throwing these things at me. <laughs> you're a mess this morning. <laughs> I really am. I mean, the blue team sometimes. <laughs> this is the last time we record at 7 a.m. <laughs> I know. This sounds like such a great thing on Wednesday, but like on Friday, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Uh, get yourself up there, I guess, somehow, um, is what she says. And then we cut to exteriors with her dialogue still going on. So in the film, we're seeing uh, uh, clips of the uh, 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 Magne Viking ship cutting through the water backwards in a wind farm, a windmill farm in Norway. Remember, folks, 10 million downloads and 10 of you will party with us on that boat. <laughs> I think it, it has a higher capacity than 10 people. But yeah, but we can't afford more than 10 people. We can't even afford 10 people. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> and two of those 10 people will be us. So it's really eight. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Priya, uh, then Priya says, in the voiceover, we're looking at the ship. Ives has a team ready to invert. So Ives kind of works for Priya. I don't um, think we've kind of d- uh, dug into that. Wait, how how are you inferring that? Uh, she's Priya's voiceover. Her voice says Ives has a team ready to invert. Mm, okay. Uh, because they're discussing, basically he's asking, basically this whole conversation is him asking for resources from Tenet to go fight uh, Seder in the past. And, is, is and that's his, what that conversation is. Is his assumption that Priya is like kind of the head of Tenet? Yeah. It's his only contact at this point. Whatever happened to the, the first guy? Crosby? No. Not oh, no. Guy. the first, Yeah, they don't come back. I know. Um, that guy knows what's up. He knows more. Like, yeah. Uh, hmm. Faye? Or how does it? Faye? Yeah, that's right. Faye. Um, huh. Yeah, he doesn't come back, which is kind of like a loose end, it feels like. I feel if there's any movie that could benefit from a sequel, I think it's this movie because you bring those guys back to contextualize some of this BS. It will still be be stupid. A sequel, I think more context is just going to mean less context, actually, because every detail you add into this movie means an inverted piece of detail that can't be answered for. I, I I would seriously love an an old man protagonist like it's it's set up for and Denzel like Denzel, Denzel playing the old protagonist. I do like that idea. Yeah, I do like that idea. <laughs> but then that will have to get. Then he'll have to answer the question I've always had: Is do you age when you are inverted? 
I say no. I say you don't. Yeah, I would. I according to the movie logic, where everything works in reverse. You know, while you get hypothermia from being burned, it would imply that no, you age in reverse. But then, if Neil is also Max, that would imply that no, you oh, age. Yeah, you you continue to age if you are inverted. Well, either way is stupid. But they would have to definitively <laughs> answer that question if they do that. I'm answering the question, and yeah, you don't age when you're going in reverse. You de-age <laughs> when you're inverted. Yeah. So like you can, like you can only like in real time, like no matter, like where, wherever you are in time, like that's the age that you are, you know, like you can't go back. Like you can't be an adult. If you go back, you're a child. You can't like, it's impossible. Exactly. Yeah. So if you, if Neil, if Neil inverts to the point where he was 12 years old, he would look like a 12 year old boy. He would not look like, he would not look like a 30 year old Robert Batman son. Right. Exactly. Like that's, that's what I'm, we debunked. I debunked this weeks ago, man. I don't know where, it, what took you so long to get here. <laughs> okay. Well, getting to the point where I, she, she gives him the Ives team. She says Ives has a team ready to invert. Uh, and then the protagonist interjects, you have a turnstile, the exact technology we're trying to suppress. <laughs> I'm shocked to find out there's gambling in this casino. <laughs> <laughs> is basically that line. Uh, that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> By the way, this is coming after the protagonist himself has used um, the turnstile technology. <laughs> Maybe he's just being being coy, you know? He's being a good spy right now. Exactly. He's, he's like, starting, you... now, he's, now he's starting to play Priya. Yeah, you have the exact technology <laughs> that I've been using this entire movie. <laughs> For selfish benefits, I might add, to, to save the life against the the, the better uh, wishes of Ives, the very person you're choosing to lead this next mission. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the images of the container ship continue, and we still hear uh, Priya's voiceover. Fighting fire with fire is a treacherous... Fighting fire with fire is treacherous, but... There are people in the future who need us to continue the algorithm's journey into the past. You see, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. Dramatic is, music. The music starts up. I know this scene. <laughs> Tenant wasn't founded in the past. It will be founded in the future. And that's what we leave on. Uh, and we cut to the uh, Magne Viking ship. Uh, and we start zooming in on it and we see the protect the ship is going backwards in time, but the protagonist is doing pull-ups clearly uh, inverted. He's the opposite of what well, the ship is. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, and he's, he's doing pull-ups on the outside of the ship with a respirator on. Classic, classic protagonist. <laughs> what a, doing, like, yeah. <laughs> always doing pull-ups, always working out. Just, yeah. <laughs> That's how look. he spends his inverted time. That's just how he look. stays in shape. Just looking after his body. <laughs> um, yeah, the movie like makes a big deal out of that line, and now when you say it, it uh, it doesn't feel that meaningful. Yeah, it doesn't feel that impactful. Tenant wasn't founded in the past, meaning she's basically saying Tenant doesn't exist right now. It will exist, right? But like um, we kind we kind of know that already. That's not like a bombshell. No, it's at this point in the movie, it's like, okay, yeah, I came to expect time to travel shenanigans. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I think that also leads the protagonist into figuring out, oh, well, if Tenet doesn't exist, then she's not in charge of it. <laughs> so I could kill her. And, and I like, could found yeah. Tenet. I was thinking yeah. that actually while you were like, when is this the moment when he's like, okay, I'm, oh. the, I'm the captain now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you work for me now. <laughs> so many, so many great cliche lines could have been. <laughs> I like the Doc Ock one better, actually. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right. Uh, great minutes. Great minutes. Yours ended perfectly. Uh, do, do you have a moment to indulge something I found on the internet? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Wait, I, that's also a great name for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> kind of long. <laughs> All right. So in, in searching the name, the Magne Viking, just seeing if there's meaning behind this name or what the name means beyond. Magna, uh, like, like, yeah, Magna, yeah. like Magna Carta? That's what I thought that was my... I don't even think I'm saying that name right. It's the the first name M A G N E yeah. is a French feminine name of uh, a, a, a first name. Anyway, in just searching that, I found a Reddit thread that's worthy of being <laughs> <laughs> dissected. You'll love the pedantry of this. It's it's by a user Reddit user that snowball. It's from a year ago, uh, and it says. The Magne Viking. The logistics of this transport must be a nightmare. <laughs> the ship is there ready at the Oslo airport to take the inverted group, including the protagonist Neil and Kat, back to the opera Vietnam and Site 12. So does that mean that somebody was on the ship at the time of the opera who knew they had to be there at that time? Then they had to be at the Oslo airport at another time? Uh, we know the ship isn't inverted because of the oxygen and the environments. Would you have a crew from the future know all the notable events and locations the ship or ships need to be at, then invert and come back through a complete timeline, stopping at the start of the tenant's presence? Uh, to organize getting the fleet together for transport of tenant passengers, then head through normal time, crewing the ship to where it needs to be, creating a bootstrap paradox, loop beginning at when you get back to your starting point, you provide information to your younger selves, then they go back and so on. The idea being that the logistical temporal pincer just for directions. <laughs> so like he's contemplating, how does the ship know where to be? There have to be like temporal pincers going on just to convey information on where this ship needs to be and when. I actually don't understand why that's the case. I'm not, I'm not following. I'm missing something here. Okay. Uh, let me go on. This would mean that you'd be stuck on the ship for half of your journey from the start. Or would you crew the ship with inverted individuals and be told on the journey where to head backwards? But your actions in inverted time are set by observation in normal time, reversing until the point of inversion. So the crew knows all the major events of where they need to be, and they just guide the ship there in inverted time. However, little things like having to re-invert so that you could go through customs at the port and not appear to be walking backwards is a bit of an issue, especially when you talk reverse too. But then you would have to finish the journey in inversion. You would have normal time until you get back to where you start, but you have to stay with the ship. This would probably mean 
with some of the occupants having the mission at different times and directions possibly existing near each other would mean that the ship would split between inverted and normal crew passengers. There would even be multiple ships to make it easier for the whole thing. Either way, the crew would have to keep apart, isolated, to prevent the issue of time and stuff, or even annihilation incidents that could be warned of. So you say, like, there would have to be inverted and inverted crews of the ship. If you're following. I mean, like, like, I I, I get it, right? Because the ship is not inverted, but the people are inverted, right? Um, But, like, I think the assumption is, like, like, the ship is part of Tenet. Right, and the ship has a, like the crew. The, the crew, and the it ship, hasn't been founded yet. The crew, stop that. <laughs> stop that. The crew, the crew has been told what they need to know, like that they're part of a secret mission, and they can't ask questions about a weird guy doing backwards pull-ups on the deck, <laughs> and like that's that, right? Um, there's no customs. These are like you know the CIA. <laughs> there's no customs. The CIA doesn't go through customs. What are you talking about? <laughs> CIA definitely goes through customs. <laughs> no, the CIA does not go through customs. They they do. <laughs> not this. Not the tenant group. Man, they just they just appear in countries. They uh, in the movie, yes, they just appear. But off screen, like Neil <laughs> Neil's got a set of fake passports that he's getting for sure, for sure. Yeah. But not always, right? Like, <laughs> One says Max. <laughs> <laughs> but like there must be missions where the cia agents are seek or, or secretly entering countries without a passport no yeah uh but trust me CIA, they're government agents also like government employees are really incompetent they're definitely going through customs <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! That was my real passport. Wait, wait. Can you use this one? Wait, uh, does that one say Max? Uh, <laughs> use this one that says uh, not Max. <laughs> That's my uh, passport for trolling fans. Yeah, actually, it says not Max in in reverse. It's, it's <laughs> Santania. <laughs> All right. Okay. I just thought that. That moment because like the one thing about like being in the military was always like i noticed the logistics of any operation is like the hardest part like okay like yeah sure we're gonna go there but how are we gonna eat like where's our food? where are we gonna get water and it's like so if they're having this type of a mission there'd have to be a whole team doing temporal pincers just to get like ammo and food and water to the people in the in the mission uh, which would be twice the size of the actual mission. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the person is right to question the logistics of all of this. Um, but I feel like you and I have been analyzing this now for 34 weeks. And, uh, questioning the logistics of it is a meaningless, meaningless exercise. Uh, yeah. All right. With that. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to the Tenement Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to rate, review, follow on whatever platform you found us on. And rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movement of this film next week. And until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning.